This is the Advanced Selling Podcast presented by Caskey Achievement Strategies. Now, your hosts, Bill Caskey and Brian Neal. Advanced Selling Podcast, Bill Caskey here. Brian Neal there. And we come uh, to you every week and do this thing we call the Advanced Selling Podcast, which is a series of episodes. We talk to uh, sales professionals like you, business owners, sales managers, pretty much anybody in business who has customer contact or who's uh, in a position of responsibility for people that do have customer contact. Or who is so bored they have nothing else to do but listening to our Advanced Selling Podcast. Because we know in California, New York, there's a lot of drive time. People sit on freeways. Windshield time. That's right. We're going to talk today uh, about a little bit more serious topic. We try to have fun here, and we don't usually succeed, but we <laughs> we sometimes think we're pretty funny, but we're really not. Uh, but we're talking today about the inner game and, and sort of the mental makeup that we all have inside, and uh, it is one of the foundational sort of core principles that we build our content on. We have a training business, and we're out talking with sales professionals and business leaders, business-to-business organizations every hour of every day, and one of our core principles is that how you think will determine how you act, mm-hmm. and how you act determines your results. And so we're going to take a, a little bit deeper look today, maybe a little bit into uh, what are some of the inner game components when we're not feeling just right, what's really happening, when our results are not what we think we deserve, what's really happening. Yeah. It seems that we've got a an epidemic of, oh, what do you want to say, of... Um, Inauthenticity? Inauthenticity? Inauthenticity, whatever you just said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, an epidemic of people being non-authentic. How's that? Mm -hmm. Sound a little better? Mm -hmm. Where salespeople are showing up to prospects and to customers and clients and and the like, and they're wearing a mask. They're not being themselves. They're not being honest and open. And the people on the other end of that are day and day getting better and better and more in tune to realizing that and not tolerating it. Yeah. And the way they don't tolerate it is they don't call you back. They don't do the deal with you. They don't pay a premium for you because you're not real. You're not being yourself. And people nowadays are thirsting for reality. They are. I mean, as it evidenced by uh, when I get ready to buy a new product, I don't go to Google to research the product. Where do I go? I go to the blogs. Right. Because I go to Google and then I go to Google Blog and I search on that product in the blogs and I get unbelievable information about real true customers of that product. And they say either it's good or it's not good. And it, it's not that I make the decision based on a few bloggers, but it's truthful. And it's not the corporate website that I'm hearing from. Yep. Can I tell a quick story? You bet. I just um, bought a couple of TVs, these new flat screen TVs for this project I did at my house. Went to a major retailer with red sign of home electronics equipment. Mm-hmm. Had a relationship with a guy who was doing a great job. Gave me some discounts. Gave me a deal. Lots of stuff. Felt really good about it. Went to go make the purchase, and the guy had left. This person I was dealing with had left. It had been about two weeks. So I said to this other person, here's the deal that my guy was going to give me. Can you give me this deal? And we'll I'll sign the documents. We'll be done. And we're finished. Well, no, that thing you got it that the deal you got expired 
I looked around the store and the signs that had the deal that I got, which was a hundred bucks off. If you signed up for a satellite program, you got a hundred bucks off per TV over 30 inches, which I had two of. Mm -hmm. So, well, the signs are still up everywhere. All those signs aren't supposed to be up. We need to take those down. Okay. This is really bad. So long story short, I get this guy's manager involved. I asked for the store manager. I said, let me make this real simple. I was buying a lot of stuff here. All I want is the deal that your guys told me you could do in the first place. He said to me, we can't do that. I said, are you sure? Because I'm going to walk out of here. I'm, one more shot. I'm not, I'm not playing games. Yeah, I, don't, right. I like to be real. One more shot. You're going to let this go because you don't want to do We can't do that. Fine. So I got in the car, and I was going to their competitor. On the way to their competitor, I passed another one of their stores. I said, just for the heck of it, I'm going to run in and talk to somebody new here. Long story short, I got the exact same deal <laughs> at their store, their chain at a different store. Uh-huh. Guy was totally dishonest. Wow. Wasn't real. Wow. Wasn't real. Unbelievable. So I think we're all thirsting for realness. Yeah, and, for and truth. It all, our realness as sales professionals start with how we think. Yeah. And uh, we've come up with a couple of different little uh, uh, just ideas and components of the inner game, and I, I want to go over these. Sure. Um, I guess the first thing to examine, I'll throw the, out a question because then I don't have to think about the answer you do. And then, since there are only two of us here, is why, why is it so hard for people to be real and authentic in selling and or business situations nowadays? Why do you think it is that people have to posture with a mask and have to protect themselves with, um, without being authentic and being real? Why do you suppose that is? Mm. Any answers? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure that it's a today thing. I think I think the nature of selling, if you if you enter the profession of selling, feeling the pressure to convince and persuade, and let's suppose that you don't feel much like convincing and persuading on a given day, yep. you know that that's your role, so you have to put on the mask of convince and persuade. Yep. So, and and I think you've hit at a fundamental question of what you need to be like and what you need to be to be successful in selling. And I think it's changed. I don't think you need to wear the mask and be a, that master convincer and master persuader. I think you need to be a master communicator, yep. but that doesn't mean convince and persuade. So the very role that we think we play as sales professionals, to me, is faulty. Yep, yep. And it, it's, I think it's ingrained that people believe that's the way they're supposed to be because that's the way they've always been or been taught to be that yes. way. And we're now to a point where we've got to get okay with being different and to get a different result, a different outcome in these sales calls is to let go of all that stuff, let go of the need for people to like us, let go of the need for um, us to look like a hero and for us to work our sales process we learned 20 years ago and just be real and just talk to people, be authentic. I believe nowadays people buy that. They buy authenticity in other human beings. I think a second thing that uh, happens a lot of times is what, what's natural. You know, you asked, you posed the question, why is it so difficult? And mm-hmm. I think the question, in a way, is what's natural for us as human beings when we go into sell, convince, persuade? I think it's natural for us to be afraid. Yep. I think it's natural for us to have anxiety, to be uncertain, to be a little doubtful. Uh, and so whenever we are vulnerable and have those anxieties, we, we sort of cover those over with uh, the salve of surety and certainty and confidence and abrasiveness and, and that mask. And, uh, and yet sometimes, why wouldn't we, if we're vulnerable, why wouldn't we want to show it? 
And mm-hmm. it all gets back to what we see vulnerability as. Vulnerability is a is a power place. Yep. Not not to be a victim. There's a difference between being vulnerable and a big, being a victim. Here's what vulnerability sounds like to me. It's when uh, you're going in on the first call and you're feeling a little bit in doubt. You're not really sure if this is a prospect. Why wouldn't you say, look, Mr. Prospect, thanks for inviting me in or thanks for agreeing to see me, however you got in. Um, I'm really not certain that what I have is a fit for you. And so, and I'm, you're probably feeling the same way because on the phone we weren't really sure, but we're here. So how about we do this today? Let's just talk and let's come to the conclusion at the end as to whether there's a reason to meet again. And if there is, we can talk about what that means. If there's not, that's okay. Because right now, as I said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That is an extremely powerful position to be in, yet most people would see vulnerability of that style to be a weakness. Yep, most people do. And I've actually had people say that. It was interesting. I was working with a group of engineers who were trained and work as engineers. They also work for a governmental agency. So they're not tuned into business like a lot of our other clients are. And I said, if I ever use any terminology, verbiage that doesn't drive with you, just raise your hand and say so, no big deal. So I'm going through talking about the economics of the sales process, and we, I use the word P&L, P&L, profit and loss statement, that most business people, if you said, hey, do you look at your P&L, most business people would get that. So I used that a few times, and a guy in the back of the room raised his hands. He said, um, can you tell me what P&L means? Which, in another setting, with business people, would have been you know, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you don't know what that means. The, the beauty of it, him. Yeah. none of them knew what it means, and he's the only one that raised his hand. Yeah. And that, to me, is the beauty. That's that in practice, is making himself vulnerable. It's okay to not know. Because yeah. I guarantee you, he could throw out some terminology and some words that I have no freaking clue on yeah. when it comes to engineering and the technical sorts of things. So just being okay with that. Or being okay if someone says, you know, do you do this particular service? Say, you know, we do, but it's really not our core business. We've done it in the past, but, it, you know, if you're looking for us to be an expert in that core business, that's not what we are. Yeah. Being just okay to say that instead of going, oh, yeah, 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 we do. Yeah. When deep inside you're going, oh, shoot, I hope he doesn't ask for that because we're not very good at that. So. Yeah, that's just being, like you say, being okay, standing on a solid platform of okayness regardless of whether the customer wants to do business with you or not. Right. Um, kind of a fourth, I don't know if we're on three or four here, but um, – I'm wondering, I've, I've read uh, a lot on this idea of, um, you know, how the universe provides for us. And the universe provides feedback. To me, that's a, the people of the universe are a constant feedback loop for us. So when we go in and we close 10% of the deals we propose, that's feedback. That mm-hmm. tells me that I'm, I'm doing okay to get to 10%, but boy, I've got to change my thinking. And, if, and I think it's that case, too, when you experience fear, uncertainty, doubt, anxiety, vulnerability. It's just the universe saying, you're not thinking right. Yep. You're, there's something in your thinking process that's just not right. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means you're thinking about things all wrong. Because I think in professional sales, we shouldn't feel fear and uncertainty. We should feel massive joy because what other profession do we get to help people solve problems like we do in sales? Yeah. And to me, it brings about a, and I challenge our listeners to think about this, is that opening ourselves up, being authentic, being real, making ourselves vulnerable, all these things to me bring an extreme state of relaxation, an extreme state of relaxation around the sales process. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, when the games aren't being played, our mind is clear and it's freed up to think about nothing but that person across the table and their issues and their problems and that sort of thing. I don't have to think about anything else anymore. It's extremely freeing to do that. And that shows, I mean, when you're 
when you're ta- if I'm a prospect for you and you're coming in to sell me something and you have that attitude yeah. where you're present, you're in the present moment and you're hanging on every word I say. Yep. How often have you had a salesperson call that has ha- hung on every word you say? N- very, very rarely. Rarely, if ever. Rarely, yeah. if ever. So good. That's a good topic today. I think we, uh, we we sort of have glossed over the inner game, and it's like it's like the most important thing that we teach in our practice uh, here at Caskey. And I think that in the podcast uh, we sort of get ex- excited about some of the strategies and tactics, but a lot of this gets back to the inner game. So I'm glad we addressed that yep, today. It's where the action is. Can I tell you one quick story? Yeah. Okay. Time. Inner game story. I don't sure, know. Sure. Inner game, game story. Yeah, I'm go going ahead. to make it that though. Go ahead. Yeah. My. Uh, you know, as you know, the last six or seven months, I started working out, started lifting some weights. I've never done that before. I've noticed. Fifty years old. I've been dub- I've been double taking you when you walk yeah, by. Yeah, have office. you really? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so the other day, I was uh, we were sitting outside, and I had my shirt off, and my mother-in-law says, "Bill, are you still lifting weights?" And I said, "What? Can't you tell?" <laughs> no. <laughs> or better than if she'd have said, "You've stopped lifting yeah. weights, haven't you?" <laughs> or if you're, uh, if you said, uh, "I was over in the corner of my pool flexing in the mirror," and my, and my mother-in-law said. <laughs> And, I, and she goes, uh, yeah, I thought I saw some soda cans. <laughs> what? I thought I saw some soda cans. What did she mean? And I said, what? My, my mother-in-law is a wonderful person. Yeah. She's 70-some years old. She acts like she's 50. Well, this is she was trying to act like she was 30 and uh-huh. thought she'd throw out a little cool thing. I said, what are you talking about? She goes, uh-huh. soda cans. And then I realized what it was. What? She was thinking, six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, of, but she didn't say six pack. She said soda cans, and I'm I have no six pack. Soda cans. I, if I have soda cans, I, I what I have is you get probably two an extra ham. I've on got my two size. liters. <laughs> I have a two liter soda can. Uh, but anyway, soda cans. So eight minute soda cans. <laughs> you think you're cool, and you just miss it by a fraction. Just, but hey, she's being authentic. She was she's being, being authentic. real. She was yeah. trying. Soda Good can. for her. So contact us at listener. <laughs> at advancedsellingpodcast.com or you can call us uh, and we'll put you on a recorded message 317-722-6299 Good show today. See you. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast presented by Caskey Achievement Strategies Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to billkaskey.com or to iTunes.